please. Kiss me. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. I am Bartender Donnie, who's actually a sheriff, who's actually a former criminal, who's hiring an assassin. And I'm Lyle from Dallas, or Adrian. And I'm Linder, or the Cheezer. 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 Ooh. So, <laughs> this week... Oh, God. Stop me... Okay. If you, stop me if you heard this before. Nick Cage walks into a bar... Pretends to be a hitman, hired by a bartender, who's actually a sheriff, to stage the murder of his wife, who's actually also his former criminal partner. Then gets hunted by a bartender, who's really a sheriff, who's actually a criminal, is saved by the hitman he pretends to be, then goes back to a bar until he's hunted by both. Runs off to the wife of the bartender, who's actually a sheriff and the partner in crime, runs back to the bar with her before ba 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 banging then robs her criminal partner, bartender, sheriff, husband, former criminal partner, ends up in a graveyard, double, triple, quadruple crossing everyone, and then kicks the woman out of a train. This was Red Rock West, population 1,523, elevation 7,027. You're forgetting the part where they stay at the Comfort Inn. Oh no, they were banging in that Comfort Inn. Yep, yep. That really makes me want to get like a, a soundboard... So we can be like, so they, uh, we can talk about how they were banging. I thought you just want a soundboard to listen to her getting kicked off the train. There's the door, Nicholas Cage. You first, Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, it was so nonchalant. It's just, okay, there's all your money out the train. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I remember I when I first watched this, like, on VHS back, back in college, and it's like, they had me, and then he boots her off the train, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. zinger. <laughs> you were saying something, then, daughter? I was just saying, I want that sound to be my notification alert. It's the sound of Laura be. Flynn Boyle being I, pushed off. I gotta say, <laughs> oh, as, oh, oh. Son of a bitch. as trippish oh. as this was, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, it was predictably yeah. dumb, but I kind of also pr- loved it for another reason, which is really kind of sad. I confused the uh, female lead with Demi Moore and Nothing But Trouble, and I kept hoping to oh. take her off the train. It was going to put her back on that property. <laughs> No! (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, like, these small-town noir crime things are likened to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's true. It's it's not really too far afield. Um, So I got got a shitload of things about this movie. Um, Oh, yeah. About about, about 1993's Red Rock West. Can I just say quickly that if this were nothing but trouble, at least we'd have, like, the Humpty Dance. That's true. And Tupac. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and and, and multiple Dan Aykroyds because the world really needs that. Oh God, yes, it's true. <laughs> you guys need so much therapy. He won't go. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of huge sleeping shit, come on, Adrian, squeeze it out. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, so uh, Columbia TriStar uh, basically tried to kill this movie. Um, yeah, no, so they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put it to theaters because they're like, oh no, it's, it's, it's like a cowboy thing or something. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't think that has an audience. No. And then the filmmakers are all like, well, you know, like, what, let us show us at some film festivals, get some juice going. They're like, no, it's not a festival movie. No. No. You know. And so in the United States, it got dumped to video. Uh, all the original theatrical trailers are original video trailers for the American release, although it went to theaters throughout Europe and did really well over there and eventually got discovered by a uh, San Francisco exhibitor who got the film shown on the art house uh, circuit eventually. So this is a John Dahl movie right here. This is the guy who did Kill Me Again and Rounders and The Last Seduction and that uh, Ray Liotta thing, um, uh, Unforgettable, which – Oddly enough, was the least memorable of those. Uh, it's not that bad. It's just not that good. Um, and then later he, in the 2000s, he made garbage like Joyride and that fuck awful Iron Fist TV show. 
Ooh. Yeah, that that Marvel one yeah, for Netflix. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, That's yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Remember that that dumbass pilot episode? Oh, it's like, hey, God I'm your hippie friend. It. I'm back, and I have powers now. Go away, hippie friend. You're dead. <laughs> no, oh, it's me. <laughs> no, no, really, you're dead. It's like, come on now. I'm wearing sandals. It's like, fuck off, Iron Fist. Nobody wants you. The fuck off. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> he was. It was like the weakest of the fucking Marvel series. It's just god. Awful. And his power I, I is he just kind of wails on guys sometimes, but it was like it wasn't even like kung fu. It just he's just kind of beating on a guy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then they, they keep focusing on the wrong characters. And uh, the, well, you know, I think I think watching that show at all was a wrong focus. So. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, John Dahl, you were really cool in the nineties. Um, so uh, this week's movie is uh, shot by a Mark uh, Reshovsky. Um, he didn't do a lot as a cinematographer in terms of films, but he directed a lot of music videos for the likes of like Skid Row and Cinderella and like bands I listen to. And uh, he worked on the movie Moonwalker uh, in the camera department. Uh, he shot the movie Set It Off with the Queen Latifah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and some Third Rock from the Sun and that Keenan Ivory, uh, Ivory Wayans movie Most Wanted that he wrote and wasn't a comedy. Oh, at least yeah. not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so as as we previously stated, we've got Laura Flynn Boyle from Twin Peaks, and we've got uh, Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet, and of course we got the Cage from Wild at yeah. Heart. So we got a trifecta of David Lynch talent right here. And the su- music at some point sounds kind of it, yeah, it, 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 a little like, bit. Like, it, it just what now? Kind of this. I was surprised David Lynch didn't try doing something like this. It seemed like something he would do, but it just I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a little. It's a little, you know, it's similar to stuff he'd do because this is a noir genre type of thing, yeah. you know, and and and, and uh, Lynch is always sort of hedging in on that territory, but it's too on the nose, you know what I mean? Yeah, Because yeah. like this, this is a very potty crime both film. Wrote it, so. yeah, yeah, and you know they, they did fine. We um, we uh, we've got uh, Timothy Carhart <laughs> in here uh, playing Deputy Matt. Um, and, uh, you may remember him, uh, from when he said, suck my cock and got, got blown away by Thelma and Louise. Hell yeah. Remember that? He was also in Mad Men. <laughs> and he was, uh, he, he played Roy in Pink Cadillac with the Eastwood there. Uh, he was in Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And he also uh, appeared, um, on X-Files and the original CSI. And, you know, it's strange because on IMDb, he is, like, oddly low on the list in the cast. Yeah, even though he's, like, he's, like, fourth build in the movie. And, like, yeah. He, yeah. he has that many lines and scenes and stuff. He's he's totally there. Um, and uh, somebody who is not in this movie very much, but is also on the soundtrack, we got Dwight Yoakam as the truck driving man with I the know. uncontrolled response to bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> is that tickle? <laughs> You're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my truck. <laughs> you ain't seen my old lady. She started sprouting horns and shit. Getting spooky. Maricopa <laughs> <laughs> uh, County. To get into. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, uh, w- one of the reasons the cage was in this movie, uh, Linda probably already knew, is that Coppola was a John Dahl fan from his first movie, Kill Me Again, with Val Kilmer. So Coppola was like, Cage, do this movie. <laughs> I don't wanna. Come on, get some spaghetti first. Okay. <laughs> and lucky for us, Cage ate the spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got we got a great character actor in this one. We've got J.T. Walsh as Sheriff Wayner. 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 Yeah, uh, who who did you know a whole lot of character roles before he was taken by a heart attack at age fifty four. Uh, but uh, some of his late roles roles include uh, Pleasantville. Uh, negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Jonathan Mostow's Breakdown, which is oddly similar to this film. Breakdown. Although, yeah. Go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so, um, originally they wanted Dennis Hopper to play Sheriff Wayner, the bartender sheriff. Um, you know, and, and, and that would have been fine, but uh, Dennis Hopper really, really wanted to be Lyle. You know, I can understand that because it's like he's like you know it's like come on he's like this this hitman and he feels inadequate and he's trying to get people to drink with him and stuff you know it's like he, yeah. he, he saw it as the meteor part and it, it totally makes sense. Uh, John Dahl was reluctant to let him have the role because he thought it would be too similar to Hopper's part in Blue Velvet. 
Really? But but that shit really just you know it really just fits. <laughs> I know it, it, it is him. I mean, I I didn't even think about Blue Velvet with him. Honestly, I was expecting that Hopper, but instead I got yeah. more of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two right. The saw is family. Oh man, yeah. No, holy shit. Yeah. No, and oddly, I didn't think about that one, but that makes total sense. Yeah. But no. <laughs> oh God, wild and crazy Dennis Hopper stomping his foot down. On, on on Cage's foot on the gas pedal, trying to oh, race a yeah. fucking train in a scene worthy of Hal Needham. Oh man, that's <laughs> okay. But I got there's there's another really fucking weird casting thing about this movie. Uh, one of the other people offered the role of Michael Nicholas Cage's part. Chris Christopherson. No shit. Yes. Yeah. In yes. fact, Dennis Hopper was was really wanted Chris huh. Christopherson to take the role of Michael. Um, but apparently, Chris Christopherson and his career was actually in a slump, so it wouldn't have hurt him any. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was also making a lot of movies that weren't this movie, and he couldn't 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 uh, couldn't get time to look at the script or anything. He's like, nah. Right. I don't do movies about rocks. um but i was i was kind of thinking like like if they had cast chris christopherson though 1993 chris christopherson this would have been like an old person's action movie i know like you could have kept dennis hopper but like for for sheriff wayne you would have had to cast kenny rogers or somebody i feel like it would like during this time it was still kind of like I mean, I guess that's more of like a 70s movie thing, having yeah. like an older action star, but... Well, it's not like it's not a thing, yeah. And I mean, like, and Chris yeah. Christopherson, he was in fucking Sam Peckinpah movies. I mean, like, he's got nothing to, you know, be ashamed of. And he was in uh, mm-hmm. D- Dennis Hopper's The Last Movie, you know. Yeah. And he's in my heart. And he's, yeah, and he's, in, he's in all of our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, although he was also in that, that unfortunate sci-fi movie Millennium, where he has the weird beard and haircut, and he kind of looks like he's going to eat the lady's head. We don't like to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I did I did a little bit of a little bit of research too because there's there's a scene after after Dennis Hopper nearly uh, hit smashes uh, Cage's face in with his bumper. Oh yeah, uh, and then yeah. he finds out that they're both they were both uh, they're both in the Marine Corps, and uh, he's he's talking about how he fucked up his leg because that's one of the things he wears a leg brace. Yeah, yeah, and he can't get work as a roughneck because of that. So, so uh, he talks about how he was stationed in in Lebanon, and there was the truck bomb thing, and he was in the building that was blown up. So that was that was an event in the Lebanese Civil War on October twenty third, nineteen eighty three. This is one of the many little like Reagan type wars that sort of get swept under the rug. Be like, no, no, th- yeah. those never happened. You know, even though they totally happened, and like mm-hmm. military policy would be better informed if we remembered they happened. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, so uh, so Cage would have been about the right age to have been like the Marine that he's supposed to be there. Uh, yeah. He would have been one one of the 115 survivors of that thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently they blew the fuck out of that building. Yeah. Well, and apparently but... the director, John Dahl, really, really wanted him for the part because um, he said, quote, he's a one of a kind actor. One reason people cherish <laughs> Cherish is the word. Um, I was going to go with Madonna, but uh, one reason people cherish him is that he plays very dark characters, but never loses sight of the person's humanity. Look at Raising Arizona. He's absolutely charming, but he's stealing babies and he's a holdup man. It takes a (laughs) yeah, takes a special sort of actor to pull off the work that he's done or that he does. Yeah, and I have to agree. Like, I mean, it, it it takes a certain like. Uh, actor for this character to really pull it off but then i don't know i think part of that's also writing yeah no no, we got we got a script here for once unlike a a few of the previous movies um and uh this is also one of the only uh places where where we've got uh cage basically you know reined in enough for the most part and it's also one of the only things where he actually has any sort of a competition you know, because he, he's know. he's in these scenes with with Hopper and J T oh, yeah, Walsh, yeah. and I kind I kind of giggled earlier because I was I was I was I was thinking of uh, when MST three K did uh, Track of the Moon Beast <laughs> towards the end, <laughs> the the, yeah. the the way too old reporter lady, she's like no, and I, I think Tom Servo's like wow, acting all over the place suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, I counted it. five bursts of cage rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, fuck Mexico. 
I don't know if he is entirely reined in because at one point, as you no, not entirely. When he was in the uh, sheriff's car and he broke himself free, that that's when Caged Cage became Cage Free Cage. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that scene going in the background right now. Yeah, <laughs> kicking JT Walsh in the face. And to further, he's on an open range, so it's free range cage. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Donnie. My guilt has vanished. Yay! Yay! <laughs> that's kind of a problem. Cage free range. That's kind of a problem I had with this movie. Is his uh, moral compass kind of depends on the situation? <laughs> But it, it is largely like a no good deed goes unpunished kind of thing. Like he's this Texas yeah. guy and he's got like, it's like yeah. that old fashioned concept of masculinity. It's like, well, it hurts, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm, I've got my last $5, but I'm not going to take any from my friend. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm going to try to work an oh no man. And unfortunately oh. that means I might also have to fucking steal. Yeah, well, that's okay. Which is sort of like a carryover from British society, too. It's like a gentleman doesn't, you know, a gentleman, you know, might have to steal, but he won't beg, you know? Yeah, well, that's what kind of got me. It's like he's open and honest at that job interview. He went all that fuck way out there for to get, and he ends up not getting the job because he was like, hey, they're going to find out about my leg anyway. Like, well, why didn't you lie about it? It's like, you could have at least had the job. It's like, yeah, fuck that. But then he well, goes, and it's like he even sees open money at the store. He's like, ah, I'm mm-hmm. not going to take it. I could, but nah, I'm not going to do it. So then he gets told about a job he could have at Red Rock Bar, goes there, and the guy assumes he's there for another job. He's like, eh, fuck it. Why not? Let's start art role-playing here. And then he suddenly finds out, oh, shit, I have to rob and kill someone. It's like, he, he did have $5,000 right in front of him. Yeah. It's a little different when there's $5,000 right in front of you. But even then, it's like... I was thinking, dude, just take the money and fucking leave. Yeah, it's like, that's what I told Lucille. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, but that's where the the moral compass comes in again, though, because he felt compelled to to alert the woman. Well, that's still what made me laugh about the whole thing, is that he could have gone to the cops then. He didn't. He decided to go through it, Mm -hmm. then tell the woman, hey, this is what's going on, and then he was going to go off on his merry way, not look back at all. Things go shitty... He's honest with the cop. Cop tries to kill him. Then he lies to Dennis Hopper to get a ride into town. Totally fine. But then he finds, oh no, Dennis Hopper's going to go after me. He is Lyle from Dallas. And then he goes goes back to the guy's wife and says, hey, uh, you're going to be killed likely. Well, that's where the team up. And that's where the still, noir thing comes in though it's like it, yeah. it's like it's like he is he is a sucker for a pretty face he saw her picture that's part of the, the, yeah. which is the real reason why he started going out with He's the like, binoculars hey, I thing you, you know? riding a horse and wished i was a saddle yeah it's like i saw you walking up to that guy in the wife beater who kind of looked like the sways from far away yeah. who i'm gonna hit with my car later <laughs> it cracks me up the theme that keeps repeating itself is let's all keep going back to the bar where things get worse and worse and worse well, I mean, the the like, real the real worse and worse thing though is him going back to Laura Flynn Boyle. Yes, and yeah, and he and he and he like, figures hey, it all I'm out gonna, in the end. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go to the cops and tell them everything that's going on. It's like, uh, fuck no. <laughs> it's like, how are you gonna explain well, yeah. to be an assassin who is gonna murder me? It's like you could have done it, but he's like, oh, what do you want? to Well, do? For, for the it's for the for the folks at home, for the folks at home, after 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 he's gone to Laura Flynn Boyle and explained that he was paid to kill her, and then she then pays uh, him to kill J.T. Walsh, her husband. Yeah. He's he's heading out of town. He's like, I got a fuckload of money you know what fuck these people trying to kill each other fuck this town and then it's raining he isn't looking at the road at the right moment he hits a guy Mm -hmm. and it's the ranch hand who we saw with laura flynn boyer earlier and he hauls him because and he's not dead but he hauls him back to town to the hospital because again the 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 moral compunction thing anyway we found out at the end of the movie that was laura flynn boyle that killed him and i gotta say the cops that well the deputies rather they were the most competent cops in a movie i've seen in a long time but they were also the most <laughs> 80s looking cops i've seen in a movie well yeah he's got time. that fabulous hair <laughs> no timothy but, carhart's like man let me, let me walk into the wind a minute here but with the opening of this movie i had to i was i couldn't shake the image because you had nick cage waking up in his car in his and the boxer foot? shorts and his wife beater shirt yeah, and he starts grooming himself, going, taking a shower, eating. I'm like, when you say grooming himself, I imagine him like a cat. Yes. Like, well, his obviously that's up. how he does it. 
But it's like, he licks kinda, there right, right, right between the leg and the dick there. Yeah, no, he gets right in there. Kind of like, if he pulls out a fucking can of tuna and starts eating it, this is where I know Neil Green took this image. Like, that is my life. Where's this Where's my interview today? Let me get my five laptops and ten cell phones out here. Yes, exactly. This is where I got the idea. Then, the then another Nicolas Cage wearing a sock over his face comes and tries to get him, but the invisible shield stops. <laughs> Who am I? What am I? <laughs> and he starts doing one-handed push-ups in the middle yeah. of the road. Yeah, because he's channeling Jack Palance. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that. I don't know about you. That's how I get rid of you for every one of my job interviews. I can understand. Well, and that. he said before that he got the the tattoo on his back because he didn't want to be a beefcake character. Yeah. But this film opens like basically opens with him shirtless. The camera and, like, does fondle him there. This yeah. is the hairiest. Yes, like, well, yeah, but that was that was his nineteen eighty six motivations. This is him in nineteen ninety three. Different guy. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have been surprised at one point if a car pulled up beside him when he was doing his push ups and go, "Are those Nick Cage Buga Boy jeans?" then i can't take that ride (laughs) but yeah it it shows like uh, a close-up and like as it pans up showing his uh rock hard abs and then his chest but not quite boy and blue abs anymore yeah 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 but then like later on uh, spoiler alert! There's a, a nasty sex scene between <laughs> him and uh, oh, that's nasty. Boyle, <laughs> and he's like totally rocking that like '70s '80s like hairy ass chest. Like I said, well, it's a matter of lighting. His arms know. have been in a while. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 I think he just needed to keep doing the Valley Girl thing and keep his Superman chest hair. I thought you were going to say, just keep his voice at the level it was in Peggy Sue. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Lyle from Dallas, and I got paid to kill you, Peggy Sue. It would have made the cop interviewing mumbling section just really great. Like, I was just going to move my car. (laughs) (laughs) It was an accident. I didn't put those bullets in him. (laughs) If you want it, go get it. Adios, Red Rock. <laughs> yeah, see, it's a oh, sequel to, to Zandali, which was Adios, Terry. Yeah. I was telling Linda the whole chase scene with him and the sheriff, and you started playing the music from Raising Arizona during that. It made for an amazing movie. <laughs> no, but I wish that they did. That's, that's, that's another great thing these movies have in common, though, is you get the sustained activity thing. You know, this yeah. movie doesn't really give yeah. you any time to get bored. It's no, nearly 100 minutes, so it's longer than a lot of the movies we've seen, but it just packs the shit in. Well, that's why I gotta say I agree with you when you said last week, finally a good movie. It's like, it is kind of really horribly predictable, but it's a good movie. I was entertained yeah. with it. It wasn't shitty. It's like This is also the only 90s Cage movie that we've watched, uh, I think apart from Wild at Heart, where, where the characters have any understandable motivations. Oh god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, wait, so what's 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 going on here? He's going he's they're in the other house. They're not pizza delivery. What what's going yeah, on now? Yeah. Wait, wait, so why did he kill himself van? again or what what happened? <laughs> I mean, uh I don't know. Except for um, Lara Flynn Boyle's character, Suzanne. Like, there was at one point, I was thinking she must not really want to live that much. Yeah. Otherwise, like, why would she want to get to get uh, the both of them drunk, at, like her and Nick Cage's character, drunk at a bar and stay the night in a hotel when they have a, a, an hour and a half head start on uh, Lyle, the, the actual. Uh, well, because they're outside of Red Rock where JT yeah. Walsh loses his power. And yeah. uh, she she needed to make sure that, that she rode some cage dick to ensure that he would continue to help her. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. if you just picture this so. as what it is, which is the basis for the Beavis and Butthead Do America movie. That kind of explains everything. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the work. that's the femme fatale. You know, it's yeah, it's like you know she'll she'll sometimes play sweet and innocent. She's she's on top of things. She's in control of the situation. She's manipulating yeah. people. You know, and it, and the guy doesn't find out that she's the bad guy until too late. It's like a Mickey yeah. Spillane plot. You know, like if there's a hot chick in a, in a Mickey yeah. Spillane, you know, my camera story. You know, she did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I she's had really... in my notes yeah. uh, at that point. Uh, I mean, she may as well be messing with Pumpkinhead at this point. <laughs> she must be tired of living. It's the cursed Holly. Where do we want to go? Mexico. I've been there. What's it like? Hot. I like it. So I was. I was. That was. That was. That was one thing. I think it's like. Wait. This is. This takes place in Wyoming. Canada's like right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just Canada. It's like, nah, I want to go where it's hot. Mexico. Well, that makes me wet. Andrew, he doesn't know where Canada is. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's all tucked away down there. It's by Uruguay or something. Uh, I'd like, oh, I like to, to call that it that train Uruguay. is heading to, to Canada at the end. Yeah, there you go. Same movie, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I should say at this point that the budget was estimated to be uh, $8 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. And but they killed the movie. It, it didn't grossed, get to make movie money. Yeah. It yeah. only grossed $2.5 million. I figured – no, if they had pushed for the theatrical release in North America, they would have made their money. Because like, like even the straight-to-video sure. trailer says, like, and Nicolas Cage of Raging Arizona and Honeymoon in Vegas. And it's like, you paid <laughs> to see these movies. I thought you said Raging Arizona. <laughs> I did too. Like, that <laughs> I got to be a rager. <laughs> That's the porn version we'll make. Yeah. <laughs> Raging Arizona. Hopper's oh. fucking great in this, by the way. He's got he's got, he's got the classic psychotrope psycho where he shoots a man dead right in the head. He shoots an unarmed yeah. guy in the head, and then he starts eating a sandwich like turkey. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh god, that. yeah. And his whole drinking the booze and just turkey. Yeah, he's always got just the full on fucking bottle of whiskey in his hand. I know. I was laughing when they were in the car. I'm like, is that a box full of booze? I'm like, it is. He got another bottle. He's from just got a whole head. fucking box. Yeah, no, that's great. He's like driving cross country in this yeah. like mint condition Cadillac playing the country western station with just a box of fucking booze. What more do you need? Yeah, he's got his he is priceless. Yeah. He really is. That's why I loved it when they're fighting in the graveyard and he's about to go bring Nick Cage over to this statue of a soldier with a bayonet. With a bayonet. He gets oh. thrown into it, fucking <laughs> bayoneted in the heart, and as Nick Cage walks away, he says, get back here, I ain't done <laughs> <you."> <laughs> Oh man, he did that so well too. It's like, oh my god, he totally has a bayonet in him. Not only that, yeah. he fucking pulls himself off of it. He pulls it off. Yeah, him. no, you know why? Because he's yeah. the ultimate fucking slasher villain in this fucking thing he's got the resurrection cocaine cocaine is a hell of a cocaine but he starts it off as like one hell of a guy yeah he's like let me buy you a beer yeah well yeah you know because they're they're both 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 marines you know but like no for for real reals though it's like this movie's kind of like like yeah yeah go go to war see see what you do after that you're either begging for work uh, as a roughneck Mm -hmm. or you have to kill people for money because you can't get a fucking job yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, and he's uh he was injured in the war, so now he like he's too fucking honest to get a, a job where he would probably get let go anyway. The first yeah. time I went through it I wasn't clear on like where 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 he'd seen action, but I'm like like he can't have been in Vietnam unless it's a period piece and then it's like, oh wait, it's one of those one of those Reagan wars. You know? <laughs> so like not only did it get blown the shit in a war, it's a it's a war that nobody will even even likes. So, like, oh you were in Nam? Oh not Nam? Fuck you. Wait, World War Two? <laughs> I love World War Two. How old do you think I am? Not World War Two. <laughs> Fuck you. There was yeah, a word Korea I heard that one time. When we get to the rock. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's coming and we can't stop it. No. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Can we watch Roadhouse instead? Uh, yeah, Roadhouse every time. <laughs> or yeah. Joe versus the volcano. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Joe versus the volcano more than most of these. Um, so I don't know if it was like a clever lighting thing, but in most scenes, Laura Flynn Boyle looks as if she's fading into the ether. She really does. Yeah, I'm okay with that. She's she's very ghostly. You know, they got kind of like a blue fill on her or something. I'm not, I'm not or, or she just looks that way. You know, but it's like holy shit, ghost woman. Yeah, that, that, that's why it ended this cemetery. It's the final twist. Cage figured out that he did it with a dead chick. You know, maybe her and us. Uh, no, Demi Moore are the same person. They just keep morphing in and out of each other. 
Oh man, that means she also married Bruce Willis. Sad Maybe day. she's from an ethereal plane. There you go. Oh, that yeah. sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least she doesn't talk as if she just like, you know, um, drank all the NyQuil and ate the ashtray like Timmy <laughs> yeah. Moore. You know. This is yeah, really seductive right here. <laughs> Dude, I would take Demi Moore over her any day. And I, I, I don't know. I've got a fucking bone to pick with her because of Twin Peaks. Because uh, according to Sherilyn Fenn, it's her fault that uh, that uh, Cooper didn't end up with Audrey. Womp womp. Because they were dating in real life at the time, and she didn't, she didn't want him to have that romantic relationship with Aubrey, Audrey. So Aubrey she can go fuck herself. It's Daddy, you shithead. Where's my bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> the part, the part where JT Walsh, while they're in the graveyard, and 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 he, he has the gun on on Hopper, and he's trying to get the car keys. The part where he's like, "Stop oh, moving!" Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, you could really believe he was a cop at one point. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. that was my favorite scene with him, just because the dude takes a fucking knife to the throat, and then Susan Crushbone comes over and starts whapping him with the money bag. Oh, yeah. And the dude, he's still fucking alive. He is it's really awful. odd, but as brutal as yeah. this is, it only has a body count of two. Yeah. Because like, because the the, the 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 ranch hand gets all fucked up, shot and hit by a car, and oh, doesn't yeah. die. And yeah. JT Walsh has a fucking mm-hmm. knife sticking in his throat, and gets beat yeah. up by his wife, and doesn't die. I've actually had nightmares, like recurring nightmares, with that in it, where like you you get a knife to the throat, and you're still not dead, and you're like moving the knife, and nothing, you're still <laughs> fucking alive. So it's not a good movie, but Hellraiser Deader has a really good part where the lady lady wakes up and she has the knife stuck through her chest Sadly, with a pointy end exactly coming out the front you're talking about that, but i hate that, you for reminding me of that movie's existence that scene was such a great idea it's just like why did it have to be in that shit awful movie because they had a script for a movie that nobody else wanted they said hey we want to do another hell well I, movie. I know we'll i know that's how they do all the hellraiser movies you know all the all the all the later hellraiser sequels but come on yeah <laughs> Hellraiser, like, that that thing was down there with that with that one uh, that was just shot in the house in Beverly Hills and didn't have uh, Doug Bradley anymore. Oh, the, God. the one done for like a thousand dollars. The one with the found footage one. Yeah, with the, with the oh, stupid yeah, ass yeah. camp. Yeah, the the one that the, the one that the makeup artist Tony Cliff wrote a draft of, and then they completely rewrote it and shot it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then oh. he directed a terrible sequel after that that Sadly, I didn't see. Yeah, they made. Ju- Hellraiser Judgment, and that was just dear God. Yeah. Would have been better with the cage. Uh. <laughs> you know, Cage is Doug Bradley and Pinhead. That would work. And they, uh, yeah, Clive Barker thing. still wants to remake Hellraiser. So you open the yeah. Box. You, you might you might as well actually reboot that one at this point. Like they they're they're way the hell down the rabbit hole with straight to video sequels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like Disney making live action of all their. Oh God, damn those fucking whores! It's like it's we're gonna take everything we ever did and do it again. Yeah, well, instead they, of releasing them, yeah. just make somebody. Somebody at some point just needs to tell them no. It's like you know, eventually you just don't have the rights anymore. Like it should just end. Yeah, because yeah, <sighs> otherwise you get like a fucking Terminator Dark Fate movie. We don't yeah. want. It. We don't. I'm waiting for the reboot of Song of the South. Yeah, bring that one back. Oh yeah, no, and have have a big budget CGI remake of all those scenes they cut out of Fantasia where they had the black servant centaur. Yeah, where's I, that, yes. Disney? I thought you were so proud of your you know whole heritage I there. I would support that only if we got a remake of uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids using the Stuart Gordon version. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And you know the um the speaking of this the centaur scene the black centaur scene mm-hmm. um, was there a centaur in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? So our, our friends over you at weren't Drinking looking, but it was there. Talked about that <laughs> and talked about that. When scene. did this turn into naked lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage came to Red Rock West for boys. He was just saying he wanted a job. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the movie. Um, I love that Lyle keeps calling Wayne Wayner. I know yeah. that was great. Wayner. What are you saying, oh. Wayner? <laughs> I fucking love so that. So how'd you manage I to get to be sheriff? How'd you swing that? I got elected. <laughs> yeah? How'd you rig that though? It's like he bought everybody in town a drink. I should do that. 
That's a good idea. Everything what do you think? Gold. You know, did that tickle? Because this sure won't. <laughs> if I pull the trigger. <laughs> and I can't help but wonder if like that was actually in the script or if uh, Dennis Hopper just yeah. kept doing it on his own. Whatever it was, I'm sure he brought it to life, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what no you think you're better than me, huh? I can tell you think you're better than me. Yeah, well, I'm taller. What was that? <laughs> I mean, I am better than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys feel ready for face off? Well, uh, first, first off, I'd like to say that we wouldn't have g- great movies like this without Comfort In. That's true. I mean, (laughs) Comfort Inn, it's a great fucking idea. They have ice machines and sex. (laughs) What more do you need? Not Nick Cage sex. You you know know what? You're afraid you're gonna, you're gonna, you're afraid you're gonna get a a rug burn from his chest hair. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, 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 Okay. So, uh, I'd also just like to add, I think it's bullshit that the Columbia just wrote this off as a cowboy movie. Yeah. I think they just saw the hats and it's like, it's set in Wyoming. They just wear those. They don't know any better. Although there, there's one scene with um, with Dennis Hopper and um, JT, mm-hmm. uh, what's his Jonathan name? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Walsh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's a scene with the both of them, and they have cowboy their cowboy hats on, and it just kind of looks ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just I, more like specifically Dennis Hopper because he's so short and he's got this giant like hat on that I don't know. It, it's just kind of ridiculous. But then that that's right before the ridiculous scene where uh, Nick Cage is um, he's trying to get from the roof to the top of uh, of Dwight Yoakam's uh, truck. Yeah, and he gets yeah. the wood and he, he shuffles across and then you get the shot of yeah. J.T. Walsh hooking for him and Cage is doing it out of focus in the background. Yeah, uh, he's, he's behind it. him, like, just, like, walking across the wooden beam to the truck. Well, that's the other thing, though. It's like, we have, this thing actually has a sense of humor and it isn't a comedy. Yes, yeah. yeah. I did enjoy that, but... Face off. <laughs> so uh chris christopherson is laura flynn boyle uh, uh george kennedy is michael uh let's uh, let's see uh lloyd bridges is lyle from dallas uh oh god and and uh and a really old uh george c scott as as wainer are you just like uh, using the cast from Naked Gun, or what? <laughs> I just think it's a seventies disaster movies, and I had twenty years, you know. <laughs> Linda, it's a good thing I just or good bad time to quit s- s- sniffing paint. glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sniffing uh. glue. Um, I would say okay. Now I figured Michael's got to be a. a an honest, trustworthy sort of guy. So at first I was thinking Tom Hanks, but then I realized that would give us a Tom Hanks sex scene. Yeah. And that would be like seeing our dad in a sex scene. It's just yeah. weird. And Your so dad doesn't look I a decided. thing like Tom Hanks. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would just be weird. I, I don't know. Growing up with him, like, I love Tom Hanks, but I don't want to see him naked. <laughs> No, I kind of do. You sure you don't want to see his penis drill, Sergeant? (laughs) I do. God help me, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And Dennis Hopper is Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know if is a little word in life? Think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Zap him with your siren, man. I'm curious about the human body. I want to see Tom Hanks naked. <laughs> Tom Hanks forgets himself with his okay, people. So he forgets himself. <laughs> instead, I said John Ritter as yeah. Michael. You know, that would be yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I've got Moira Kelly replacing uh Laura Flynn Boyle again because <laughs> she did such a great job replacing her with Firewalk with me. 
and uh, Michael McKeon as Lyle simply because I'd really love to see that fucking movie. Yeah. I think I think we need to Walsh out the cast some more with M. Emmett Walsh and Joe Walsh and John Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> and we would rename it Red Rock Walsh. Life's been good to me so far. God damn it. That was so fucking stupid. It's got me crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 I did that thing. <laughs> okay, Donnie, who you who you got? <laughs> um, okay, so for the part of the sheriff, I was thinking Tim Robbins for oh, the, yeah. the uh, assassin Bill Paxton. For oh. why, why not go the aliens route and bring in Michael Bean? Oh God! And for fun oh. for Susan, let's bring in Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> So this oh. is this is a Dino De Laurentiis movie now, right? Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell my movie. <laughs> <laughs> I sank in my company, but I'm still around. <laughs> yeah, I'll hire the prostitutes, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe later we wheel out King Kong again. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Linda Hamilton and the King Kong, you know they have the sex. Jesus Christ, don't remind me. I hated that movie, but I love the fact that in the big hit, the running joke is that is that uh, uh, Marky Mark's character loves King Kong lives. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great movie. <laughs> There's so much more emotional depth, you guys. What about the bees? <laughs> yeah. about the bees? Doesn't anybody care about the bees? The bees, you guys. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, so were you guys able to find any cagey wisdom? Uh, well, there's a couple of them. Uh, lie about your leg. Uh, look at the road, dumbass. <laughs> uh, uh, I also had that on my list. If somebody gives you $5,000, leave immediately and warn no one. Yeah. I also thought <laughs> yes. it's kind of appropriate whenever you're fueling your car, try to make it look exactly like you're holding your dick pissing into it. Because that's kind of all he ever did. And, and also, when your dad takes you to Mexico, you can get a little guitar and a purple sombrero, and your life's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you might want to contemplate if you keep lying and people keep trying to kill you, you might want to try, you know, telling the truth occasionally. He was going to tell the truth to that sheriff, and then she showed her boobily things to him, and he was like, yeah. well, all right. <laughs> boobily things. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Um, I have three pieces of wisdom <laughs> from my uh... I have uh, from Suzanne. I'd say if you're married, check in with your spouse every now and then and try to make sure that they don't have a contract out on you. Yeah. Just, you know, check in. See you at dinner, dear. You're not planning to kill me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of was. Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to discuss the relationship. (laughs) From Lyle, I'd say don't piss on the seat. It's bad luck. Even if they did. (laughs) Even if they did. And from Mike, I'd say stop doing the right thing and watch the goddamn road. (laughs) When, when 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 I first saw this, I was I was like 20 or 21. I was like a little bit of a son of a bitch. I'm like, why is he going back? Take your money and run, asshole! <laughs> and, and Ty's like, you know, no, unlike you, that character has a moral compass. I'm like, ah, oh, goddammit! Fuck you! You and your stupid morals! <laughs> yeah, but it's the fucking moral compass that, like, gets him into the Well, shit. no, because it's I mean, no guess- good deed goes unpunished. That's one of those concepts from, from that kind of a crime film, though. Yeah. But then I guess you could also say that, like, his first lie is what got him into the yeah. trouble. He's like, I'm sorry, Lord, I should never have lied. Yeah. And then Zeno's yeah. like, I don't care. Rawr, rawr, rawr. 
Like, there are only two options in this world. Working on a freaking drilling crew or killing people for money. That's it. You do yeah. one or you do the other. See, when he went to uh, learn... See, what he should have done, and listeners, oh if, if you ever encounter this situation where somebody thinks that you're a hitman, take the money and whatever they give you up front, go to the, your mark and tell them, like, oh, hey, so-and-so hired me to kill you. And, and then, then you'll get double your money. money. Them. <laughs> and then when you get the money out of them, <laughs> donate it to our Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like <laughs> noir, like horror, re- re- revolves around people making foolish choices. So you know. Speaking of, but making an amazing choice, another face-off. Keep the entire cast the exact same, except replace Nick Cage with Woody Allen and make it a Woody Allen comedy. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! With yeah, him crawling across the roof and his glasses keep falling off, yeah, like, and he like yeah. spazzes out in the bathroom and hurts his hand on the light bulb. Wouldn't they be even greater than... Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Way. We just fled Red Rock and your murderous husband, who's also the sheriff, and you want us to go back yeah. and take his money? What's It's my money. <laughs> well, on, I'll, I'll, well, hold on. I want to I'm not really Lyle from Dallas. I apologize. I'm fielding Mellish. I, 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 <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'm going to have to call that, my therapist like, right now. If it were him, when she said... Uh, at one point, she says... Well, if you didn't, if you left all the money in your car, how do you expect to pay for gas? He would have, he, he said, um, well, I have $80 left. Then Woody Allen would have said, well, I've got $15 left. <laughs> Man, $80 in 1993? You could live like a king back then. That was still something that bothered me. Why did she have to see his wallet? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so no, she like, could learn his you name. For your wallet, you fucking say no. Yeah. Well, look, like it, it's it's a, it's a George Jetson's wife there, uh, Jane. You know, she's like like you know, you keep the wallet. I'm yeah. taking this fucking money. Well, that's what made me laugh. It's like this should have been a warning flag Bundy. that she asked for your wallet, but then you also had another warning where it's like, okay, I'm gonna break into my husband's safe under his desk. What's taking so long? I don't know. You do it. It's like, no, no, fingerprints. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking, how fucking stupid are you? Well, he's that stupid. He's a guy in a noir. Come on. Yeah, you guys saw the well, killing, right? Not so stupid he doesn't stand by a train door to get his ass kicked out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, but it, it took it took a series of beatings for him to wise up, as it does for most of us. Yeah, I mean, like, he, yeah, he had two yeah. strikes against them, you know, like, like, you know, like he was he was an honest man and he was from Texas. You know, it takes a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you 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 jump on the train. I'm, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too cold. <laughs> I honestly expected when they were doing the Come whole, bed, you put your gun down and I'll open this. To have them do a standoff where it's like, well, now it's no fair. You got a gun, but I don't have a gun. Okay, well, what do we do? Uh, you give me your gun. Then we'll do this again. Okay, but now I have no gun. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Out of the Past with Robert Mitchum? <laughs> or High Sierra with Humphrey Bogart? High Sierra, yes. Yeah, High Sierra is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Ida Lupino. You the Lupino. You, 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 you. <laughs> she was a director. She was good. She did the bigamist. Come on. I the Lupino. I suppose this is the time where we say, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kissed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, and YouTube. If you don't have a Podcoin account, be sure to use the code Cage's Kissed to get extra points for you and for us. And I'd really like to thank M from Verbal Diorama, uh, Laurel from Midnight Myth, uh, Colopsia Kid, Ghost Lyric, Katie and Oti from uh, For Your Reference, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Kaylin Glass from yeah. Black Case Diaries for uh, putting in a, an amazing review for us. I really, really appreciate it. What'd they say? What'd they and, say? Um, tell a us lot more, of awesome things. <laughs> Was I mentioned? <laughs> Are we famous? I don't think we have time for me to read them all. <laughs> but uh, they say, one of them says, even if you're not a fan of Cage, you'll become a fan of these guys. Aww. Were they the same we ones that also so said, much. please, please, please stop contacting me or I'm going to contact the police? Or was that something else unrelated? No, that's mom and dad. Oh. Mom and okay. dad. Okay. <laughs> So, do you guys have any plugs? Well, Adrian. Yes, Adriel. 
Oh, oh, me? Well, well, I, I still got that YouTube oh, under A.A. Smith where you could see me draw shit in various things. And yeah. you could go to my DeviantArt, LeoTheFoxDeviantArt.com, and you could check out what those things look like after they got all drawn. I'm still doing that series of Edgar Rice Burroughs fan art where I turn all his female characters male and put maces on them. Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you could see Adrian's uh, latest uh, piece of art that we, uh, you, first of all, you could see it posted on our fridge. <laughs> and second of all, you could go to Twitter at, or uh, Facebook, find us at Cage's Kiss, and you can see it there. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Donnie, what you got? I got not syphilis. That's a change. Hey, not syphilis. I am working on an art book full of anal art where I do things like putting in. Well, you'll figure it out when I put the movie out. Uh, No, but also I am the boy who blew on red tube and I don't know what will happen if you put in the code cages kiss there, but I assume it may have the same effect as what happens here, but I can't vouch for that. I'm also Unreal Goals on Twitter, and I'll be staring down your window as you sleep, leaving little love messages with my breath on your window. I am so sorry. I just, I started talking about how your book should be called Gapers, and then that made me think of the great Muppet Gaper. <laughs> no, I mean, don't talk about my fanfic without my say <laughs> Just a few more drafts, right? You gotta get yeah, I gotta get Gonzo's part just right in that. He's very prominent. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee! You send it over to our friends that suck my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> they're helping write the great Muppet Gaper we picked Muppet up our weirdo <laughs> well you're one lucky son of a bitch aren't you <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that's Kermit's line you. actually <laughs> <laughs> you can find Kermit the frog <laughs> And on Twitter at, at Cages Kiss, or you can visit our website at cageskiss.com. You can also write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Uh, we will see you next week with Deadfall. Oh, God! <laughs> Adios, Red Rock. Fucking Deadfall! <laughs> or maybe it'll be Joe versus the Peach I could eat a peach for hours. Please. <laughs>